Shalom uvracha, baruch Hashem. It's a great new week. It's a wonderful new month, the month of Sivan. Sivan is the month that we're celebrating in it, the wonderful holiday of Shavuot, the end of Sfirat Omer, a wonderful celebration for receiving the holy tablets from Mount Sinai, the Torah and the oral Torah from heaven, a huge battle and war that took place between Moses to the angels that um, finished with a great victory of our leader on the on the on the on the on the on the energy of justice, on the energy energy of of truth. And uh, and why am I laughing? Because we know that uh, even though that truth is what we desire, and even though that justice is what we're asking for, we still not always able to deal with the truth in its uh, original shape and also finding it very hard to deal with justice when it strikes so uh, the creator found the real balance between justice truth and uh, and love and it's called mercy that mercy is the revealing of something that is higher than the truth and higher than justice and it's the real truth it's written that when the creator wanted to create the world so he in his humble way consult with the angels the sages learned that from the verse Naase Adam Naase means we will we will make a man and we know that the creator does not need a man to help him he does not need an angel to assist him he can do all the work on his own but in his humble way he wanted to have partners with him to share his holy work with the angels therefore he said naase we shall do let's make a man together and when he did so he was consulting and asking every one of the future creations what they think that he should do what do you think we should do the creator asked and then he got so many answers one of the answers was the answer of the Midah of Truth the Midah of Truth the um, attribute of truth the truth said to God don't create the man because people are liars and they will lie and you are the God of truth and your seal is the seal of truth 
and your name is truth, like the verse is saying, Adonai Elohim Emet, the God is the God of truth. So don't create them. So what did the Creator do? You would expect someone who fights for the truth, someone that he himself is the truth itself, to follow the truth, to listen to the truth. The truth has spoken and said that people are liars. So don't create them. What did the Creator do? The Gemara is telling us that the Creator took the truth, the Midah of truth, and threw it down to the ground. Threw the truth down to the ground. The verse is saying in the holy language, Vatashlech emet arza. You took the truth and you threw it down to the ground. Crash the truth. How can it be? Only for a higher and higher and more elevated truth, the real truth. And the next verse is saying about this issue, Emet me'eretz titzmach. The truth will grow up from the ground. The real mercy, the real love, the real deep understanding of truth is to help people reach the truth, not to kill them for they have lackings. So when Moses came up to heaven, and started to battle with the angels, it was the same exact deep understanding of Moses for him to know the real will of God under the holy layer of truth. That there is something that is even deeper than the truth, and it's the real truth. It's the most honest point the mercy of God, the endless loving-kindness of the Creator. For an example, Rabbi Nachman of Breslev, the holy righteous man Rabbi Nachman is saying that the Creator, he loves justice, he loves the truth, and for that he brings upon people trials, trials that will show them the truth and will rebuke them to correct them to bring them to the right conclusion, to learn from their failures, from their life experience, not to fail anymore, and to correct their ways. But his love to people is higher than his love for justice. And therefore, inside those trials, the Creator is hiding himself. And when people finding themselves struggling with those difficulties in life, they can find Hashem over there. If you pay attention to what you go through in life and you listen to the energy, to the hidden message, to the conversation that God is having with you while you go through those difficulties, you can find Hashem Himself, the Creator Himself, between the lines, inside those situations, inside the deep and most tiniest details, you're going to find the hidden message of the Creator to you, 
speaks to you like a parent speaks with patience to his beloved child. This is the nature of our Father in Heaven. And people like us, people like Moses, honest people, broken-hearted people, humble people that are seeking for the truth, are able to know more even than the angels, are able to know what the real will of Hashem is, and not only what He commands or what He said or what is written in His Bible. Some of the Torah is an oral Torah. Now what is the oral Torah? Oral Torah is a wisdom that been given to the hands of the righteous ones for them to pass it verbally in talks, in conversations from one generation to the next. Now it's a known thing that the oral Torah itself also been written in earlier generations when Rabbi Udanasi wrote down the Mishnayot. This was the first step of writing down the oral Torah, Torah that been learned by the sages, by the Chachamim, by the, by the righteous people, and never been written before. And then, of course, another layer, another inner layer of oral Torah was written, by the sages, and it's the Talmud, it's the Gemara. And later on, more Midrashim, like the Zohar HaKadosh and other Midrashim, been written for us. And all those were huge favors that the sages violated a certain code, a certain rule, that the oral Torah was not supposed ever to be written. But because they saw that the people around them because of the difficulties and because of the troubles and because of the exile and because of the killings and blood and poverty started to lose their focus and their ability to understand what's going on within the verses and in the Bible. So they had to write down some codes, some rules, some lessons for the future generations to be able not to lose their way. And for that, they violated a certain code that even though it was a prohibition, it was not allowed to write down the oral Torah, they did. But the fact that they did that and wrote down the oral Torah still didn't took away completely the power and energy of the oral Torah from us. Because even though that they revealed some of the Oral Torah, still there is much more to say from that aspect of the Oral Torah. And not all the Oral Torah been written in the Mishnayot and in the Talmud and in the Midrashim, like the Zohar Kadosh and other holy scripts. And this Oral Torah is an inner holy spring of wisdom that is coming up to the surface in the hearts of the pure hearts of the holy righteous people in every generation and generation the real righteous ones the ones who understands more than what that is written in the verses to understand that there is a very deep and powerful 
message that I once spoke about that is called the black fire on top of white fire. It's a known thing that the Torah is written black letters on a white blank scroll, a blank paper that is white. And the dark letters are limited. They are limited because that they have a certain shape and they have a certain figure, they have a certain size, they have halachot, rules of how they need to be written and what and in what way, what they need to express and in what way we supposed to pronounce them. And while using them, they're going to express a certain amount of knowledge, a certain amount of wisdom that they have the permission from heaven to express. But the white page, the blank paper, the holy scroll is open in an endless way to accept as many speeches and lines and explanations that righteous people will decide to write upon them. So you see from that that the Torah is not only the black letters, it's also the white fire that is holding the black letters on it. Because when the righteous man is about to write down the Torah, when the righteous one is about to write his chidushim, new wisdom that comes down from heaven to his heart and from his heart to the paper, to the blank page, he brings that wisdom out of his heart. He brings that from an endless source of wisdom that is treasured inside of him. Now, from infinity, from the Creator Himself, He will bring down the amount of light that His wisdom is measuring that is the right one for His students or for the next generation to be able to accept. And He's writing down as much as He able to, but He brings that from an endless source of wisdom. So that endless source of wisdom, the white fire, the real heat of your soul, of our soul, is a never-ending spring of knowledge and wisdom that will never finish rising and washing the world with the light of Hashem. What that brings us again to where we were standing in this amazing book of letters of Rabbi Akiva. Like we saw that if you watched my last class that we were talking about the Beit Midrash of Mashiach that Mashiach will teach and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the righteous ones, King David and King Shlomo and everyone, Yosef and the holy tribes and Moses and Aaron, everyone will sit and learn Torah from him. And we must understand he will be Mashiach and everyone will respect him and he will become the king of Israel and the king of all the nations. But still we're talking about someone from the last generation. It's very hard for us to accept, to understand that someone from such late generation from today, from our life, he might be.
that he will be so accepted and appreciated by our ancestors, by some people that are the pillars of the universe, by Moses, by Aaron, by Rabbi Akiva, by Yosef, the righteous man, by Abraham, by Isaac, by Jacob, by King David himself. How can it be that all of them will come and sit on the ground to listen Torah from the mouth of someone that was born in our days? It's hard to grasp, but when you understand what real humility is, what it means really to be humble, you can understand that generations does not mean much because the reward and the success of a person depends in the effort and in the sacrifice that he's putting in his path, in how much truth he has, in how much love he has, in how much dedication, in how much he cares, in how much he wants, in how pure he is with his intentions, with his prayers. And if, let's say, he is praying with more heart than Abraham, so you think that Abraham will be upset? No, Abraham is humble. If, let's say, he's dedicating his life in a bit, a little bit more than Moses, so do you think that Moses will care? You think Moses will not see him as his best friend in the world and will admire him and appreciate him forever? The righteous people are humble. People that are not humble are not righteous. Therefore, when you see people that are not humble, stay away. When you feel and when you sense that someone is arrogant, that someone is chasing his own pride and fighting for his own respect and is angry all the time and upset and demanding and forcing with power and not in a pleasant way, stay away because arrogant stinks. <laughs> so stay away from the stink and push yourself to a humble place. And attach yourself to the real humble righteous people who are really desiring only good for everyone. And you shall succeed. So, just to complete what we said before, also Moses, when he fought with the angels, he was fighting because he realized the real truth is that people need mercy. People need the Torah. And that was exactly what he answered to the angels over there on the... On, on the on the battlefield in the sky above Mount Sinai when the angels asked the Creator why you give the human beings, people, the Torah that is such a holy and precious tool. So Hashem said to Moses, hold my throne of honor and answer them. The throne of honor, it's written in the Gemara that the face of Jacob, that the real main name of Jacob is Israel because the Creator called him Israel. The face of Jacob that are the same shape, same portrait like the first man, Adam Rishon, those faces are carved on the throne of honor. A detail that is teaching us that all the souls of Israel 
are coming down to the world from the throne of honor, from under the seat of God. And when Hashem said to Moses, Echoz bekisekevodi, hold my throne of honor, he actually gave him, gave him a hint, told him, attach yourself to the souls of Israel, and then you'll have the strength to stand against the angels. And that was exactly what Moses did. He remembered what is his life purpose and what's the reason he's standing over there in heaven fighting with flaming angels that are giants that the universe cannot hold. And he told them, do you, the angels, have a mother or a father that you should respect? No, you don't. You you don't have a mother. So you don't need the Torah over here in heaven, here in heaven, because the Torah is commanding us to respect our parents. Are you murdering each other? Do you have an evil inclination to murder or to rape or to steal or to desire? No, you're holy animals that fly in the sky. You don't have those lusts and desires. You're complete straight with God. You never violate none of those things that the Torah commands humans, people, not to violate. Therefore, you don't need the Torah here in heaven, and we need it in earth, on earth. And that was the answer that Moses gave the angels that gave him the power to defeat them and to reject them and to bring down the Holy Bible to earth, to reveal the wisdom to us. So we shall continue a little bit to read about the Mashiach and the great redemption. So the Creator is telling the secrets not only to the Mashiach and to King David. He is revealing the wisdom, that's what that's written here, to all the people who are sitting in front of him to learn Torah from him, from the Mashiach. And the nation of Israel are sitting in first circle and they are making the rest of the world aware to the power and greatness of the Creator. And they are going out every day. We're talking about the days of redemption. They're hearing the wisdom of God from the Messiah, from the Mashiach. And they're going out to tell the news to the people of the world and thirsty people people with pure heart that are desiring the truth, they're coming to listen to words of Torah. And the nation of Israel are sharing the wisdom with them. And not only Mashiach and King David alone, the Creator tells them his words, also to the ancestors of the world, he told the secret of his words. And also not only to the ancestors of the world, just also to Moses. There are verses here that I'm skipping. Those verses are the evidence for those words of wisdom of Rabbi Akiva. So instead of reading the verse and the explanation, I'm just reading the explanation to, for us to be able to achieve more, to read more. So not only to Moses, and not only to Israel, also to people who are 
connect to them and 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 in touch with them the creator is revealing his wisdom and the secret of his wisdom to them in that time everyone that are listening to the words of torah of the mashiach are all rising to a very high level of holiness and greatness like the holy servants in heaven means like the angels that they themselves are tall standing tall and walking like the clouds and like the doves flying with their wings and rising to their nests to their places with no sorrow also the righteous people will have the ability to fly with their wings and to go back to their places the righteous people they will have the ability to rise and learn Torah in heaven and over there in heaven they will get news they will get wisdom that no one on earth ever heard and with their wings they will come back to their nests to their places on earth to tell the wisdom to the people who were waiting for it and that will be the temple the Beit HaMikdash so there are going to be some kind of entrance in the temple to the heavens to the sky and righteous people will be able to fly up and down from the temple to the sky to heaven coming back to the temple to the Beit HaMikdash revealing Torah to the people who came to ask for the words of Hashem and then going back to learn Torah some more pleasure sounds like fun right don't forget to bring your iPhones that you'll be able to take some nice selfies over there and to post it on Facebook on Instagram that all the world will see the greatness of Hashem I And the holy people of Israel will not need in that time not the light of the sun and not the light of the moon. Just the Creator Himself will shine upon them from the grace of His honor and from the shine of His greatness in that hour. And on that the verse is saying, Lo yelach od hashemesh leor yomam you will not need the sun to shine for you in the days just the glory of I'm trying to understand so the, the bright light of the sun the creator will take it from the sun and will give it to the Mashiach to the Messiah and the glory of the moon the beautiful light of the moon he will take it from the moon and will give it to the righteous ones and the beauty of all the stars and all the amazing um, the stars actually in their trails the stars in the light of the stars in their trails will be taken away from them from the stars and it will be given to the nation of Israel and the light of the small stars the smallest stars 
he takes them in his hand and hand it to the babies of Israel, to the little children of Israel. And the beautiful sun, the beautiful light of the dawn, he takes it from the dawn and he gives it to all the ones who are attached to the nation of Israel that came in peace. And every one are embarrassed one from each other because of the glory of their shine. Means that everyone sees each other with such great blessing and with such great humility. And everyone are appreciating each other. And it's written that the main ones who will be embarrassed from us, from the people, will be the moon and the sun that they so-called were the source of light and now the blessing of illumination will come back to people. And when that salvation is taking place, so everyone are asking when the complete salvation will take place, when all the people will be here in Jerusalem. You see that people who will be part of the redemption, they will have the heart to ask, okay, what's going on with our brothers? What's going on with our sisters? They're not just like standing and enjoying the light and flying all around. The real passion of them is to see the completion of it. It's to see everyone standing in that holy place, in that holy hour. And on that, it been said, the Creator is building Jerusalem, bringing all the people who've been left behind. And because that Mashiach came, all the people of Israel will come back in huge joy, in great happiness. And all the evil people will surrender and will disappear from the world in time of justice and the Shekhinah will hover upon the holiest place in the temple and the Creator is taking the moon from its place and bringing a new source of light to the world and when the Creator sees it's like, to explain the moon, it's not like a simple, okay, the moon will disappear or something like that. The moon is, is an aspect here in that explanation. We know that there was a huge argument between the moon and the sun in the beginning of time, that the sun and the moon was created in the same size, in this, with the same power. So ideally the night and the day were supposed to have the same power, the same power of illumination, of light. And then the moon came with a complaint to God. And she asked him, how can it be that you put two sources of light with the same power? One of us supposed to be greater than the other. So the Creator said, okay, if you're asking, so I'll make you smaller. You see that the moon, she was looking at the blessing of its partner of the sun in a negative way. And she was not happy with the success. She wanted to be 
elevator than the son. She was not happy with the success of her brother. She wanted to be higher than him. Therefore, the Creator made her small. So you see from that that the moon is an aspect of a bad attribute, of a certain negativity that does not look with a good eye on the success of others. So this aspect of the moon being replaced with another source of light is just to explain to us that all the wealth and all the success and all the 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 power and 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 light of that kind of energy that wants to have that power for itself more than for others will be replaced and will be given in to to the ones with good eyes to the ones who does not desire the light for themselves just to share it with the rest of the world and every people from all nations of the universe are coming and seeing that light and in a humble way admitting the truth and putting their mouths on their their hands on their mouths and standing quiet like a man that does not have a mouth and language no power to speak and no tongue and their ears will be overwhelmed from hearing the songs the voices of songs and laughs and happiness and joy of the people who already came to Jerusalem and all the people will it's like a huge sight of greatness and holiness that is spreading light that is just washing the world and everyone that are coming are just like melting into that process of purification and and humility surrendering to the real kingship of truth the kingship of heavens of the creator himself and the wise people will not need the sun or the moon anymore to calculate days not the stars and not any other signs from the sky because the wisdom will shine from within thank you so much the blessing that we're enjoying from belongs to Rabbi Akiva that wrote this holy holy book Midrash letters of Rabbi Akiva May the blessing of heaven hover upon us all for us to learn those ways of humility and happiness in the success of our friends, to love and to accept everyone and to invite them all to the great celebration, to the great redemption, to the great, great will of the Creator to reveal His kingship upon us all and to bring the light of the Torah and good midot, the way of the land, right manners and ways of behavior to every person on earth that everyone will learn how to respect each other how to love each other how to care about each other for each other and how to be generous and nice and kind and to have fun be well Chodesh Tov, Shavua Tov all the blessings and prayers for your success our success Amen Yatsoti, we're
Ah uh-huh.